miss hey, you. Man. I missed your face. I, I, I did too. I missed my face. Yeah. I missed my face in your hands. Oh. Just being smooshed. Caressing your beard. Uh, oh, yeah. Just kind of getting right in there. Just yeah. really messing up. Yeah, braiding it. Braiding it. Getting it. Little braids. Getting it full of Pringles crumbs like I like. Yeah. Yep, yep. So Josh wouldn't tell me about New Orleans, so spill the beans on New Orleans. Tell you anything about New Orleans? Nah, you know, he wouldn't. No one, no one wants to tell me anything. I don't. I, mean, I was supposed to be briefed by my comms team about what I am allowed to say. It's and making, what I'm not. It's so. making me very nervous, Tim, about what's going on in New Orleans. Very nervous. So few pictures were posted. Um, so few, there weren't that many check-ins. Um, there, I know about 4 a.m. karaoke with you and Josh. I know about that. Uh, but aside from that, the details are very scarce and I'm very concerned. Yeah, that was, that was pretty wild. I got to say, like, it was a lot of eating and then walking mm-hmm. and like drinking. And then cause I walked a lot and it was I, th- I think that I, I really owe our French flag like, like a big thank you because I, I gained only like four pounds. And had he not been there to sort of motivate me to walk to more places, because we were staying very close to the French Quarter, like we were we were one block off of Bourbon Street, which is basically like it's it's sort of like Bourbon Street is just part of the resort that you're at at that point. You know, Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah. And so and so you're not so much like, oh, I got to go back to my hotel now. It's just like, uh, do I want to go upstairs and go to bed? Like, eh, not yet. Right. We're here. There's a party going on down here. Yeah. It's a celebration. Yeah, it really is. One thing I will tell you is that um is that at least one of the nights that we were there, all of Bourbon Street seemed to be populated with like these gorgeous women who were all accompanied by what I have to assume are these college age frat guys. Mm-hmm. And they all had these like Tucker Carlson haircuts. Mm. Like I, I I tweeted about this and and it's it's frightening and a disturbing trend seeing the haircuts on these Southern college guys. Hmm. It's like, it's like the kind of haircut that you can only achieve if like you don't use very much product. So you get a good kind of like 1980s feather going, but also mm-hmm. you've been wearing a MAGA hat all day. Sure. Like, the, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, you painted a perfect picture there. Yeah. Maybe just kind of a touch of hairspray and a, and a, and a red hat. Yeah, it, it's not not a good look, but these I mean these ladies didn't seem to mind. They didn't seem to mind Jared um and the way he <laughs> looks just in general hey. from the things I've heard. I um I, I can't I can't comment on that. I yeah, I can only talk about God damn it, I was hoping I'd get something. Um yeah, well, uh Yeah, what what I what I can I can talk about the drinks that I had. Yeah, what drinks did you have? Uh, uh absinthe is very good. Um, turns in case, in case anybody was wondering, I think that was, I can, I can talk, I think about the absinthe bar that we went to the old, uh, it's how is it called? It's an offshoot of the old absinthe house on bourbon street. Cause the old absinthe house is like a regular club. A lot of the bourbon street bars are kind of samey, Derek. Like there's not, there's not a whole lot to differentiate them. No, no. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like one might have karaoke, another one might just have a band. A lot of them just had bands kind of playing the hits. There's six senior frogs, but it's it's like they all share one playlist, which had a surprising amount of get low. Like it's been a, it's been a long time. Hmm. Yeah, since since uh, well, Little John's get low has been a wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But classics are a classic for a reason. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So does the absinthe, uh, was there LSD involved with this, Tim? Did you trip balls in this, in this um, situation? I don't, I don't think there's LSD in absinthe. I think I don't the, even the, know how this works. I'm not, it's the, it's I'm, the, I'm, the, I don't do drugs. The wormwood is a traditional ingredient that's supposed to have hallucinogenic properties. And I don't, uh, I, you know, I wasn't seeing a green fairy or anything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just kind of enjoyed some nice tasting cocktails. The way it's, the way it's served is they like, they, they pour you just like a three quarter ounce like taster of it, Over and then like put, a sugar cube in it. Well, no, they they the um that's how I've had it served before. Where sometimes they light the sugar cube on fire and other shit happens, but uh, but at this place they put the sugar cube on top of like a little flat trowel thing, um, and put it under like a real slow, steady drip of cold water, um, that you're supposed to sort of like let drip into the absinthe until it all kind of clouds. Then you cut it off, and and then it's like ready to drink. 
so it goes from being like this extremely strong alcohol to sort of like you've, you've sort of diluted and sweetened it with the water and that causes it to become cloudy and brings the flavor out in a certain way. Mm. Uh, and then it becomes just like a really enjoyable thing to sip. Mm. You made doing drugs boring, I feel. I, I mean, it's, this is, you know, it's yeah. not, it's not, this is, this is legal. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, we're just chilling out. They're playing, they're playing cool music, like by spoon. Um, Oof. <laughs> straight, <laughs> off, straight off my like indie rock, uh, iTunes playlist, man. You, That's yeah. good. That's good stuff. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good trip. Shout out once again. I gave a shout out to him on the steel cage podcast, but shout out to our friend, super Jew, Jared Rabinovitz on his upcoming nuptials. I'm glad he had a wonderful time. Yeah, he's getting he's getting married, and one thing I can say is that uh, is that he's still getting married. Yeah, uh, yeah, that hasn't changed. That's <laughs> Nothing. It's yeah. fucking amazing, right? No, no reason right? why he wouldn't. Yeah, a guy yeah. who chose to actively get married on Leap Day, so that way he wouldn't have to celebrate his anniversary more than once every four years. It's, I mean, it's amazing that you said yes, but it's even more amazing that you said yes to Leap Day. He pulled it off. Yeah, he really did. He pulled off like, like it's kind of like when you walk into a friend's house and he has two 55 inch screen TVs in his living room and you just kind of look at him and you're like, your wife allowed this. Right. It's that same kind of feeling. Right. Like I didn't know that was an option because had I known that was an option, maybe I would have pursued that that particular route. I think does he have two fifty five inch TVs in his living room? I, I think don't he has know. like I, I think he know. has an extra one that he like wheels in on game days. Yeah, I think it's not it's different. not a permanent fixture yet. Uh, that's what I'm, ta- I'm talking about the guy that mounts two sixty four inches right next to each other for a hundred and twenty eight inches of goodness. You know that guy. I think it's guy. still it's not uncommon though for for Jared and Sam to have this particular setup for watching football. Right. And I mean, one of the one of the things that brought them together was their, was, their shared, was their shared love of football. Like so, so it's uh, you know, the second TV could be as much for her as it is for him. Yeah, it's so good when your wife's into football. It's so good. I spent ten solid years trying to get my wife into football, and to this day, right now, in this moment, I would say my wife's a bigger football fan than I am. Wow. Yeah, like fantasy football has killed my interest in football as much as I once talked very positively about its effects on me gaining interest in the game. Now I've been so, and it's not even, it's not even the losses. It's not even losses. I was in the finals in my league this year, not Jared's league, but the other league that had points that made sense. Um, and the, uh, I still didn't care, Tim. I didn't care that I was in the finals. I didn't care. I was going to win money. I, I just, I just wanted it to be over. I just wanted it to be over mercifully. So I'm going to see what happens this year because I'm not going to play fantasy football this upcoming season. And I'm very excited about the prospect of returning to being a, just a normal like football fan. Like the one that doesn't have to root against his own quarterback on Sunday because he has the opposing team's defense, that guy, you know, I'm excited to be that. See my fantasy football has been the only thing keeping my relationship to professional football alive. Fantasy football and like the occasional Arizona state player who does well, you know, mm. like, like, uh, I like, I like seeing Manny Wilkins show up on Aaron Rodgers Instagram every once in a while. Something yeah, like that, that's you know, nice. that's uh, nice. there's, there's, there's that. And that's, and that's kind of all <laughs> like, so, um, so this year in fantasy football, I, I thought I was done. Um, and then it turned out that there was like, like a, like a playoff losers bracket. And I wound up winning that and getting my money back. Um, which pretty much means I have to play again next year to oh. defend third place. That's awful. Yep. Was I against you in that match? No. Oh. No, it was against, it was against our friend Mateo, uh, who, who is a, a, oh, a, friend of, oh, a friend of the podcast oh, network. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were in the third place match, right? You actually, you weren't, no, you weren't in the loser's bracket technically. Because I was, was in the fucking loser's bracket, motherfucker. This was the, this was the loser's bracket, like the, so I guess it was the, like the guys who lost in the semifinal went head to head. Whatever you call that. For third place. Yeah, it's I guess the third, yeah, place the third, place, third place game. Yeah. So good for you. I'm so not, not a loser's bracket per se, Way to but, win but a, a, a kind of loser's bracket. It's, it's like the loser's bracket for winners. I had so many championships when I cared, but now I have too many things going in my life. I have too many 
You know, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to say that to make myself sound important. I just mean it. I had more time to concentrate, and I feel like people who devote themselves to something like a fantasy sport and, and fully engage in it, and that that's different. I think that's what's needed. I think that you have to be up to date on guys that are like up and comers or someone got injured. So there's a backup that's going to be starting. You have to be, you have to make all those moves, right? Um, I, yeah, I, there's, a, there's an extra level of it. I'm not good at making trades. I'm good at making waiver claims, but not trades. Yeah. Yeah. And even then I think my, my waiver claims are generally based on like, Oh, who does it say is going to score the most points this week? It's not based on like, you know, who's the backup to this guy who's going to probably get hurt this week or, you know, the, the, the real long con stuff. Yeah. You're not, you're not basing it on actual facts. You're just basing it on yeah. data supplied to you by the fantasy website. Although I think there was maybe one time that like I picked up a guy who I knew like just just to prevent like like an opponent from two weeks later from getting him. So like I made like maybe one of these like future dick moves mm. um, this this season. It was the first time I ever did that, and it felt good. And I don't know if it even really mattered, or if the other guy knew what I did. But I know what I did. Yeah, you were like, he's gonna need a tight end, and this guy's the only good one available. So I'm gonna pick him right. up now, even though I don't need a tight right. end. Yeah, that's exactly. A, that's that's yeah, a, right. that's a championship People are gonna look move. at my team and be like, "Why do you have three tight ends?" Nah, like, because shut, um, shut up, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I just yeah. need him until week eleven. I just need him until week yeah. eleven. Um, but yeah, that's a bold move. That's how you get to those places. I like I was saying. I, I just, I just, you know, I don't know. Ever since I started working in sports, too, I think that's kind of affected it. Like, oh. I, I have a different like. I'm not. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I think people expected me to go into sports and, like, know more about sports. But realistically, I then had to devote more of my time to the sport that I cover, which is baseball. So I have less time to put time into football. There's a lot of Sundays that I spent at the ballpark covering a game and paying zero attention to what my fantasy football team was doing. So they're just, you know, things that change. But mostly the biggest thing that's changed is this podcast. And I have these things Tim, that we call viewers. And these viewers, they view this podcast. And since they're here, I want to welcome them in to episode 88 of Derek and Tim Eat Snacks. Derek and Tim Eat Snacks on the internet. So I had a professional podcast training at work this week. They trained me how to do a better podcast, Derek. And one thing that I learned is that you need to take like a bottom up approach with the viewers and then bring that into like the, the, the sort of macro top down issues. So we know that we have a viewer and it's Craig. And so like Craig will be the viewer that I think we just gear this podcast toward. Mm-hmm. And we think about what are the needs of Craig mm-hmm. and then how do we balance that with like the bigger, you know, national universal issues that that we can kind of own ourselves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, which, which which I guess is snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Craig he works at a Kroger. Um, I believe he's a manager of some kind. If I'm not mistaken, I'm probably giving him way too much credit there. But let's just no, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, think so. I want to, I, I want to say he's pretty much running shit over there. Yeah, he's running I think shit. I, um, I, I want to say like inventory manager, like like a. I'm not all the way sure. I don't want to like but, jump to conclusions about what he does. Right? Yeah. Like um, we're, we're we're making we're jumping to conclusions, but let's pretend that we're making this podcast just for one single yeah. guy, and that guy's named Craig, and he is a manager at Kroger in Michigan. And let's just oh no, no no wait, whoa, 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 whoa. wait no, no wait it's, what uh, yeah, Ohio? Ohio Ohio Toledo Ohio Toledo, Ohio, Ohio. Ohio. yeah which is Holy which is the most shit. it's the most Michigan place in Ohio it's it's like the only place in Ohio where you can be a Lions fan and 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 God damn it I respect Craig for it and I think God damn maybe, it I'm sure we and, just pissed him off by saying God damn it three times Tim I'm pretty sure that that's and, not good and, and that's yeah that's also true what did you learn in your podcasting school your fancy podcasting I, class about about you know basically veering the topics towards your demographic what about what about that what about saying things that your demographic doesn't want to hear like the phrase goddamn four times in a row in, in, in a short period of time okay we're gonna put this up on our poster board of of ideas uh like maybe don't say goddamn it so many times i think that's gonna go up um yeah yeah, I mean, you know, it can be it can be one of the principles because there's things that yeah. we're about on this show, right? First of all, the most important thing that we're about on this show is respect for women, obviously, right? But 
the, the, the next, which is a very distant second, is living your best life, right? Uh, but maybe, maybe just for right now, what we can move into third is um, not saying goddamn so much. Like that could, like it can be, you know, just don't say goddamn so much. Yeah, we, um, yeah. But the, is it, is it hypocritical then to out loud say don't say goddamn so much, like because we're gonna have to address it. We're gonna be like, what are we about? Oh, this is the podcast. This is we're we're obviously about respect for women. That's the number one thing. And then we're you know we're about like, not, living your best life. And then we're not about saying goddamn. So I mean, it's like, like I feel like yeah. putting it on the board is gonna make us say it more. This is troublesome. Yeah, yeah we're not good at this. What, so let's, so let's, we don't okay, have to on, like. I think I think thing. that we, it's it, it's important to pull back and understand that like we can't meet all of his needs. No, you're right. No, you're right. Right. That's impossible. That's impossible. Yeah. So, all right. So what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Um, I can't talk. I can't. I can't. I can't give the whole thing away. I think I'll I'll send you the the, the PowerPoint. What do you mean you can't give the whole thing? Do you think I can't just do I can't think, just tell I can't tell think, everybody the secrets? Like no, that's just kind of you know we're just Tim, I can only I can only like give a little tease about Tim, you know the we can you know we Tim, can parse it out. Tim. Yeah. Tim. Also, like I mean, we don't we don't want the show to be Tim. too good. Too, you know, we if we if we if we follow all the tips, you know, then like then, it, I mean, I, do you like think nobody. Nobody wants us to be so famous that we that we forget where we came from. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, because realistically, there is the possibility that some big conglomerate could swoop in here and and just steal us away. Right. I mean, we have been very adamant about the fact that we are ready to sell out at any point. Like we're 88 episodes into this podcast at this point. We don't even know what the hell we are doing this for at this point. Am I right? You're right. I mean, that's it. That's it. We, Tim and I don't even like each other anymore. It's uh, every, every day. I'm just, I'm just confronted with the fact that <laughs> it's a little bit fucking worse. Every just, single time talking. we have to talk to each other. We, we open the show with you just like cradling my face and smooshing crumbs into my beard and me yeah. just like smelling so big. And, and this is where, this is where we've arrived. Well, now we're, we're getting the truth out there. We're getting the truth yeah. out there. We're fucking sick of each other. It's 88 episodes in. we're doing this for the money people. So like at this point, you should value the fact that we're doing it really for the love of the game. Uh, episode by episode. I mean, we have ulterior motives, but we're not we're not making any money here. This is really just doing this for the purpose of providing you with this information. This is an informative podcast. This is uh, it, it's a it's a twenty two uh, different part docu series. I know that we're up to 88 episodes, but the, the episode, each part's broken down into episodes. It's very complicated, um, but it's a 22 part docu-series on snacks is essentially what we're doing here. Um, I'm trying to get a Netflix deal or something going on, but whatever. I mean, we, yes, that's the end game, but for now, like here it's in the a, moment, it's a snack heist series yeah. They were pitching Netflix. Oh God. Don't start with that that's again. Good. And you know what? I made a joke. That in New Orleans we didn't eat snacks. That it was that it was it was meals and drinks only. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is that like I was I, I you know obviously a joke, but it's kind of true. Like for example, we woke up one morning at like noon. We woke up every day at like noon. Um, we we walk over to Cafe Du Monde to get beignets and coffee, and then go like right across the street to Central Grocery to have like a mufalada, and. I we kind of look at Jared and like Jared like what like how do we even like what what did we just eat, and he's like what we just ate was was one meal across two different restaurants, and it was brunch. I guess. Yes. No. No. I'm with that. I'm with that. I like that. I think that there should be more places like the Grand Central Market that we went to in L.A. That's just this collection of restaurants and bars and stuff all in one area and i can just eat whatever i want i feel like homer simpson just being on this delightful food tour eating things from from here and there and everywhere i go it's it's has, the best. has everybody seen this simpsons episode like i haven't seen it i downloaded it to my phone but then i slept oh it it's back. so good well, it's, well this is because this is like a 2017 simpsons episode right like it's yeah uh, it's it's more recent than that i want to say 2018 but it could be 2017 i I remember it because it happened right after we went to new orleans and ate a shit ton of food at a lot of the places that he describes in there 
right? So that's the thing is, is he basically goes on this long tangent of, I think it's even a song of eating all of like the, I guess you could say like main items from a lot of places. And it's fantastic. If you have eaten at these places, it is one of the most glorious tributes to the food in New Orleans that you've ever seen in your whole life. And honestly, that's what The Simpsons has turned into in its later seasons. I'm watching all of the seasons of The Simpsons for some reason. Yeah, it's and, on your it's on your Disney Plus. It's yeah. it's season twenty nine, episode seventeen, Lisa Gets the Blues. Yep. Air date April twenty second, twenty eighteen. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out, folks. If you ever go to New Orleans, it's it's a must watch. Um, but I am fucking sick of hearing about you and your New Orleans trip. I know I started. Uh, I didn't. Asking I didn't want to. Yeah. No, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I've had it. I'm very jealous. I'm very upset. Uh, I'm ready to move I on. I was. I like I, just to let the viewers know. I like at one point sent you a text that was like, "Just get on a flight, fly out here immediately. You can, you can, you can share my bed. Like you, you can stay in the room with me. I will scooch." Over in the in this like not very big like you I guess did. it was a, a queen size yeah hotel beds man I feel like they always say queen size and sometimes they're full this one I think was a legit queen yeah. I don't know yeah um but I'm I'm so spoiled at home I got a California King mattress oh, I feel so like good. I, I feel like Shaquille O'Neal when I go to sleep yeah you feel like um, a California King is what you feel yeah like. yeah right it's great giants giants yeah um but I wanted to take you up on your offer it was very tempting. Uh, and, but alas, I didn't, and I'm okay now moving on with my life because I know, Tim, that you and I have so many more food adventures, uh, before we have more food adventures in, in, in before us than we do in the rearview mirror. And I'm excited to go back to New Orleans one day with you, but we don't have to go, uh, and, and see Jared, um, I don't know, do shots off of naked women in the street. But that's a whole other thing to discuss at a later time that I shouldn't be talking about on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Someone did talk. (laughs) I'm going to find out who it was. So anyway, I am more excited about another time of the year. And that time of the year, Tim, is Girl Scout season. Girl Scout cookie season. Who wants some motherfucking Girl Scout cookies? I got them by the box. I'm surrounded by them right now, Tim. I got so many cookies, Tim. This right here, this is a whole box of tagalongs right here. I got a whole, I got a whole box of tagalongs right here, pal. What do you need? That was, that was a part about face from Bourbon Street to Girl Scouts. I got a little whiplash from that. I, need, I just need a second. Yeah, you know, hold on to your pants because that's not all I got. I got s'mores, Tim. I got s'mores cookies. Those are a dollar more. They're six dollars, but still worth it. Uh, so, how many cases can I hook you up with? Because that's. That's what my life has turned into now, Tim. While you were in New Orleans partying, I was peddling fucking cookies here in Phoenix, Arizona, and I just need to know, I need to know how many boxes you need, Tim. Are you are you the main guy at your office? I got I'll have to I'll have to like like finish this call offline cuz um cuz I yeah, I, I do have to place an order. Oh yeah, I got Toffee Tastic. You want Toffee Tastic? Rich buttery cookies with sweet cookie Crunchy toffee bits, Tim. Are those the gluten-free ones? Gluten-free, Tim. Gluten-free. Yeah, you'd never know they're gluten-free. They're pretty good. No, they're good. I got dosey doughs, oatmeal sandwich cookies with peanut butter filling. I got them all, Tim. I got them yeah. all. I got the thin mints. I got cases and cases of thin mints, Tim. Although we had a, oh, I love. You, everyone knows I love a thin mint. We almost got in a fight about the lemon ups, though. Oh, you with your lemon? I got lemon. I got lemon cookies too, Tim. I got them. I got them. I like the lemon ups. You do not like the lemon ups. I, I wish I wish we would have rated them on this podcast because we had two very different experiences with the lemon ups. We really did. We yeah, it probably would have made for a good episode. It would, it would have a, been a lot of shouting. The lemon ups is a lemon shortbread cookie that is glazed on one side. What's there not to like about Tim? Let it has the audience a, it know. has like a like a positive uh, affirmational girl powery message on the other side too. It's like a, that's what you hate the affirmation, no, no, Tim. Well, no, the thing is though that I feel like the the affirmative message is undermined by how shitty of a cookie it is. That's the problem that I have. I feel like it's setting it's setting girls back. It's like it, it'd be like if the Spice Girls music was not catchy, if it was just terrible. And people would have just looked at their whole girl power thing and been like, oh, that's a terrible idea. Girls should not have power. Don't do that, Tim. I, it's, that's, this is the execution on the Lemon Up, man. It's just, a, it's just a bland, forgettable, throwaway cookie that, that replaces a legit good cookie in the Savannah Smile. And, and I think that's maybe it's, 
is, is it unfair I think to judge are, a thing on the thing that it replaces? You, I don't think it is. You are looking at Savannah Smiles through rose-colored glasses, how are, my how friend. Are gonna, how are you going to evaluate a? How are you going to evaluate a pitcher? How are you going to evaluate like a like a, a NFL quarterback? Savannah you know, Smiles look- were like little hard like triangles that were covered in powdered sugar and they were lemony, and I didn't, I wasn't a fan. Wasn't a fan. Delightful. Wasn't a fan. I don't know what your problem is. This so is it's a it's a it's a it's a fun twist on a on the classic lemon cooler cookie, um, a cookie that just doesn't like doesn't really show up anymore. It used to be made by Sunshine, makers of Hydrox. Uh, now it's been kind of kicked around to these nostalgia brands or whatever, and like no, like the, you can't just get them in stores the way you used to. Um, some people are trying to tell me online that it's basically just a vanilla wafer. Uh, coated in a mix of powdered sugar and unsweetened lemon Kool-Aid uh, powder. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't that's care. A, that's, a I know. Claim. that's a bold yeah, claim. That's a bold claim. Maybe you could just make them yourself by doing that. I don't, don't want to do that. I don't want to do I, that. Well, it doesn't seem like that much work. Oh, anyway. come on. There's three ingredients there. Come on, Tim. You're never going to do that. <laughs> just put them all in a Ziploc you'll bag. Do it, you'll do it. it one time. You'll do it one time to prove a point. Even if it's good and it works, you'll never do it again. Yeah, I'm going to roll up to the Jared's Super Bowl party with uh, with lemon coolers. Ooh, piece of shit. I, I won't. I also made some homemade Chex Mix. I'm getting, we're getting like way into the snack woods here. When was the last time you had homemade Chex Mix? Um, Three weeks ago at my in-law's house. They made you Chex Mix? Yeah. Yes, wow. sir. Oh, you just married into the right family, my man. I really did. You have no idea how good some of their snacks are at their events. Like, I, I don't really like hanging out sometimes with my in-laws, but then I realized that I can just get shit-faced on wine. And to be honest, everything was really good after that point. Like, it was really good. There was no, like, I'd go over there, like... They w- I walk in the door and they're like, would you like a glass of wine? Like, it's this fancy, proper thing. It's not, folks. I'll tell you, that's one of the greatest secrets about being an adult is wine is this bullshit cover for taking something that's going to get you drunker than any hard alcohol you could be drinking. It's true. It'll get you. It'll get. You. But you know what? If you want to, if you want to, like, really get sophisticated over there, you should get them into absinthe. Just, oh, uh, just you know, get, get, get them, get them the little, uh, little absinthe drippers and, uh, and, and just like turn their whole thing into an absinthe lounge, have some checks mix and absinthe. Look, I'm only going to say this once. Fuck you and your new Orleans trip. Let's move on because I'm ready to pick, eat and rate snacks. And I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm like a dog with my hawk up right now. I don't like it. I don't like, you got me in the red. I don't want to be in the red, Tim. Let's move on. Because we were talking about Girl Scout cookies, and most importantly, we were talking about the greatest Girl Scout cookie of all time. No, it's not the fucking Savannah Smiles, Tim. I, is, hey, well, listen, well, I don't you know. Just well, okay, stop. Okay, okay, have I have I made the claim in the past that that was the greatest Girl Scout cookie? No. Yes, but th- well, there was one one time, but it was kind of it was more of a thought exercise. Um, but 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 no, I would never say you're a piece of shit. I would never put the put that thing above this thing. The greatest Girl Scout cookie of all time is, of course, the Thin Mint, Tim. It's, of course, the Thin Mint. It's the one cookie that has gone on to spawn copycats and ice creams and all sorts of delightful treats. But today, you and I, we're trying something different. We're still trying something from the Girl Scouts of America because that's the kind of stand-up guys we are. But we're not trying cookies. This week, this time, right here, right now, on this podcast, episode 88, Tim and I are picking, eating, and rating Thin Mint Almonds. Thin Mint Almonds. Thin Mint Almonds. And I didn't know these things existed until you handed me like a whole different order form or an online thing or something. Um, Because I ordered these from you. That's right. I ordered these from, from Lily, I guess. That's right. You ordered them from Lily, and because I am the parent of a Girl Scout, I am a glorified salesman multiple times a year to all of my peers. I get to annoy my friends, family members, coworkers, and you know, just general strangers alike with with selling them my goods and my needs. Now, the one thing about being a Girl Scout smut peddler is the fact that all of this stuff is stuff people want. So it's kind of like finding a bag of cocaine that you know eventually the dealer is going to come around and ask for his $1,000, but you know in the meantime that there's a good chance that you can turn this for at least $1,500 in street value. So let's let's make it. 
I'm not saying I increase the value of the cookies, nor am I saying that I fill the bags of cookies with powdered sugar to replace the cookies I remove to make other boxes of cookies. I'm not doing any of that. I am just saying that that's the feeling I get of being a Girl Scout cookie smut peddler, Tim. Um, Hmm. But I enjoy it. I'm glad. I'm happy for the stuff it does for my daughter. She has a great time. She is learning lots of cool stuff. Um, it's fun. But I will say that the, the selling of goods, it's not my favorite thing. I'm, I'm not, like, this is only my second year of doing it, and I'm, I'm already not excited about the boxes of cookies in my office right now. Sometimes, sometimes the fundraisers, I've talked to a lot of parents who get this kind of fundraiser fatigue where, you know, they go to PTA meetings and stuff like that. And they're like, you know, why did we do like these, like these six dinner nights and made like, you know, like 50 bucks here and there, like, and, and, you know, and roping the whole school into like this thing where we're not really getting a big return on investment. Fundraising is hard, uh, is what I'm getting at, man. And, um, and some people are sort of like, I don't know, why don't we just, why don't we just give money to the Girl Scouts or the, PTA or whatever. Um, and doesn't that really defeat the whole spirit? Yeah. Is, is there I like, like is, is there, is there any fun in that? I, I don't know. I, I I've seen them have more successful fundraisers at like my daughter's school when it comes to like carnivals and such. Yeah. You know, because like they get everybody to donate a basket. So the basket provided is free for instance, and then they sell tickets for the basket and then only one person wins the basket. Like that, that's a fundraiser to me. That makes sense, and that seems to generate money when you're getting the you know goods for the the prize donated to you, and then you're getting a whole bunch of tickets that aren't going to be winners sold, and only one person walks away with the prize. All that's that true. makes. I usually sense. see those baskets go up as like silent auctions and not as raffle items, though. Like they like everybody bids on the baskets. Sure. I don't know. Um, the Girl Scouts they just sell awesome, tasty goods. And one of the awesome tasty goods is the can that I'm holding in my hand right now, which is Thin Mint Almonds, naturally gluten-free, made with real dark chocolate. Real dark chocolate, Tim. They say that like a company that is familiar with Mondelez and what they've been doing <laughs> with the palm oil fields. Yeah, I'll tell you right here on the box. Uh, almonds, uh, dark chocolate, sugar, chocolate, cocoa butter, um Anhydrous milk fat, as you do, soy lecithin, vanilla extract. Those are, I still don't always know why soy lecithin needs to be there, but but hey, man, cocoa butter is that key ingredient, and it's and it's right there on there. It's it seals everything in, Tim. It seals everything in. These are beautifully constructed little um, almonds. They definitely look like little cookies when you open up the package and look at them. They smell. Oh, they're not. Uh, you know what? I thought for some reason the picture almost makes him look more like they're going to be like a cocoa-dusted almond or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do know like what you're talking about. Uh, th- no, these are not. These are these are these are, these are, these are legit are chocolate covered. I mean, these are these are globbed on and they dipped, dipped. and they smell very minty. Oh, they and look. I'm excited about this. They look like the kind of chocolates that you would get at Disneyland that someone lovingly dipped in chocolate and then placed on like a, a parchment paper or cookie sheet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I should shout out that this is from Ashton Farms in Waukesha, Wisconsin. I had a roommate from there in college whose name was also Derek. Shout from, out to Derek. From Ashton Farms? Not from Ashton Farms, from Waukesha, oh. Wisconsin. What a, mm. I think Waukesha, Wisconsin might also be where the where the two girls took the other girl into the woods and tried to sacrifice her to Slenderman. Oh. It's, a, it's a hell of a town. Nice. Um, I don't like yeah. knowing another Derek, though. That upsets me. Yeah, well, he lives in New York now. It's a whole thing. I don't like, fucking care where he lives, we, Tim. We see each other like once every two years. You still <laughs> see him? Well, like, oh, man. I don't know. I know you know another Tim. I've, I've, I've met Tim. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I really like him, too. He's really Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm skeptical. He's a good guy. He writes for ESPN. He's super handsome. We, we know. Everybody knows. Okay. Anyway, though. These, he, these he, he wore like a Green Lantern hat. That's pretty cool. He did. He's a cool guy. <laughs> um, he's one of my favorite Tims, to be honest. Uh, I know a lot of them. God damn. So, uh, I don't want to hear about I don't want to hear about these Tims. But, <laughs> look, look what you made me do. Look what you made me whisper under my breath, Derek. Yeah, I know. I know. I said, I, said, I, said good, I said, gosh darn it, under my uh, breath. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> Craig's going to be furious with you. But I'm no, so ready. We're not, we're not meeting the, the needs of our. Yeah, 
bottom-up approach. Well, right. if, if you fucking would tell me the other secrets about podcasting, maybe we could, like, incorporate I, some of those secrets into this podcast, Tim, but now it's not I, a very no, good a, podcast because, oh, Tim's holding back the secrets. I can't tell you. I can't tell everybody all the secrets. God. It's just kind of, you know. Can we eat some nuts? Can we stick some nuts in our mouth? Yeah. Can we do that? All yeah. right, I'm ready. I think if we, if we implemented all the secrets at the same time, I think with everybody, it would be so obvious what we were doing. Okay, let's do it like one per episode. Like you'll just slowly reveal the secrets <laughs> over time. Sure. And then yeah. our viewers that our viewers that hang in long term, then, then they can go start their own podcast and they can surpass our numbers. Does that work for you? They'll do it too, man. They're, 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 just a, they're a talented group. They really are. They're smart guys. They're they just, smart they're guys and so girls. Untapped potential. All right. All right, let's do this. Let's eat some nuts. Well, I can give a straight up goddamn. I can give you four or five and then I got a thousand in my bank account. Break it open, let the goddamns walk out. All my traumas hinge upon some convoluted axiom of the cube of X plus Y equals itself divided by now. Where have you gone? I don't really know what to say right now. I can't. I don't know exactly where I'm at on these. It's really weird. I'm I'm I'm, I'm lost. I'm trying to get like a couple going, because it's such a shock to your mouth, with it being so minty. It's a very crunchy almond, very thoroughly roasted. Yeah, nothing else follows through with the mintiness, so it's like my mouth is confused. Like, huh. I don't hate we've it. Eaten a pretty, we've eaten a pretty good number of chocolate-covered nuts on this program. Yeah. we got our, got our Micmacs, our Macamacs. I don't know, from Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Oh, we love putting nuts in our mouth. We're not shy about it. You know? Yeah, we sure do. Especially chocolate ones. Yeah. And the... The real chocolate on here, the dark chocolate, it's you can you can taste a difference. That's a good it's a good thick chocolate. Yeah. It's just weird because when all is said and done, I'm not really left with much like flavor. Cause like the peppermint yeah. overpowers everything. There's no saltiness from the nut. I don't really taste any of the chocolate. It's just all Consumed by the peppermint. That one was pretty good right there. That one wasn't bad. That's gotta be what it is. The thin mint cookie. Sure, it's called a thin mint. Sure, the mint is there. I think first of all, the reason it's the greatest Girl Scout cookies is just so dang many of them. This is what I love about them the most. Is that it just keeps going and going. You get Samoa. There's like five of those in a box. Any cookie that comes in a sleeve is automatically a top ten cookie. Yeah. Yeah, sleeves sleeves are greater than like individual plastic blister packaging or whatever they, whatever they call how like yeah. the tag longs and thin mints are all thin mints with those Samoas. Um, but there's not that much mint in a thin mint. It's a, it's a very subtle like it's it's mostly just a very good chocolatey cookie. They all work together. It's like a band that complements each other nicely, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but in the in the thin mint band, yeah. The the mint is on pace. Yeah. You know. The the I would say you got like the the cookie is on drums and the and the chocolate is like lead guitar and vocals. Sure. Um but in this like in this band they've shifted things around. Right. And now and now Mint is the front man. Yeah. Playing lead guitar. Yeah. We got we got almond on drums and 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 chocolate on bass. 
Yeah, he doesn't know, and fucking Mint doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Mint wants oh. to make it all about himself. Mint is literally Gwen Stefani from the Don't Worry video. Or Don't Speak, excuse me, Don't Speak. You know? The magazine covers are all about Mint when you're eating this nut. Yeah. The music videos just want to focus on the nut. That's unfortunate. Because if the nut welcomed in the chocolate and the... Or I'm sorry, I, I said the nut. I'm saying the nut the whole time, aren't I? The nut. I'm, yeah, the I'm mint. I'm confused. The mint. The mint. The mint should be the lead. The mint is the one that is fucking taken over, is what I meant. Yeah. I'll cut all of that in post, even though I'm not actually going to cut any of it in post. But the mint is trying to take over here, and it's just not, it's not working. It's too much. It needs to work in conjunction with the other two. It's the only way this is going to work. Oh, yeah, that was, that was part two of the podcast secrets was just, like, edit more. Oh, really? <laughs> Cut it all out. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no. No, we're not doing we that. Do the, we do this in one take every single week. And we do this every week. And we have for 88 weeks straight. It's been, it's been a solid 88 weeks, I must say. I've enjoyed it. 88 weeks. Like the, like the keys on the piano. We can see you, Mike and Tom. Oh, they're calling out directly. I got the I got goosebumps. I'm saying. Oh no! Wait, that's just that's just the overabundance of mint making yeah, me cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It chills you to the bone, doesn't it? It really, it does. really does. Oh man, I'll tell you. I I don't hate on it, but I also think like, here's the thing. When I eat this. Do I think it's bad? No. No. When I I eat this, do I wish that there was less mint? Or do I wish that the mint was gone altogether? Kinda. Right? Like, I kind of think this was just a covered nut in this dark chocolate chocolate. This real good, thick chocolate. I think I'd enjoy this more. Strip away the Girl Scout branding. Just go get some of those good old Waukesha dark chocolate almonds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have some with Slenderman. Get some from Costco. That's yeah. Tim's favorite place Wait, to buy oh. stuff like that. They got them there, I'm sure. But I don't know if they're. They might just be like. They're probably like Kirkland Signature. They're probably from Washington. That's fine. They're not from. They'll do the trick. Listen, I mean, we 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 give Washingtonians a lot of grief on this podcast. It uh, could because they deserve it. And they'll tell you that their chocolate almonds are better than the Wisconsin ones, but yeah, really, you know, Wisconsin—they've been—they've been dairy farming, they've been making this stuff for forever. It's all they know. All they—all they know is chocolate almonds and Slender Man. Anyway, and I guess cheese—they know—and—and—and and, and they know about Manny Wilkins, the Green Bay Packers. I'm pretty sure my second wife. Meredith lives in Washington, if I'm not mistaken. I thought it was I thought it was Oregon, but I'm not sure. Well, it's somewhere up there. I don't know. Let me know if you see a smoking hot, six foot tall blonde walking around in one of those states. Um, tell her I said hi. As far as the almonds go, I'm ready to raid them, Tim. Yeah, let's do it. I'm really conflicted on this rating, okay? Because do I want to finish this entire can of these? Yes, I'm going to, absolutely. Before my my family ever knows that this can even existed or was open, I'm going to eat the whole goddamn thing. Um, Am I going to be proud of myself afterwards? Probably not. No. It says seven servings per container, and each serving is 170 calories. So you can do the math on that kind of, um, you know, caloric intake I'm about to put in myself at 1043 at night. Like we're going to sit here and eat eight, eight individual pieces. Right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. That wouldn't, if we ate eight almonds, nobody would respect our opinions. No one would trust us as food psychologists. Like, if we had tried to eat eight almonds at the Institute, we would have been slapped. Oh my God. Class. Violently slapped. 
Yeah. Rating class was literally just focusing on the same of one. That's why we fucking hate Oreos so much. It was just one Oreo after the next, after the next. I lost count at about fucking 30 or 40. I think we're up to like 40 and I'm just fucking stuffing Oreos in my mouth. That's yeah. kind of, that's the kind of training. But it was like, the crazy part was like, through. it was like, you, you start eating Oreos, but then you start rating the Oreos. You keep eating the Oreos and every single one you have to rate it. Yeah. And if your rating changes, you just start all over. And yet you did. You changed your fucking rating. There, you didn't have a choice. Eventually, Some, I mean, this little meter starts going all over the place yeah. after eating fucking 20, 30 cookies. Well, that's what everybody thinks. I can write a snack. And you just you just eat a snack and then you make up a number. No. 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 That is not how this works. You people don't understand. Like, it's not something anybody can do. That's why Tim and I spent time getting certified as snackologists. Otherwise, that would be fucking an insane thing to do. Yeah. To go out there and pay money to get a certification in snackology if it didn't even fucking exist? Are you insane? It's No, it's, this is the thing that I am the, absolutely the proudest of in my entire life. Oh, way that, more that than didn't my happen child, on Bourbon Street. Way more than, like, this life. I'm, I, like, as a kid... All I wanted to be Tim. All I wanted to be Tim was a sports journalist. My entire life, ever since I was a little kid, as long back as I can remember, this I'm way prouder of this than I ever could be of being a sports journalist, Tim. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I've beaten the first Castlevania. So that's a pretty fucking I, I, amazing I, accomplishment. Yeah, I'd put that above my kid too. Um, but no, regard, regardless, regardless. We've gotten way off track here. We're just bragging about being snackologists now. That's not what the point of this is. The point of this is is for us to bring it all back around to give you a rating and let you know whether or not you should waste your time on the snacks that we have wasted our time on. In this case, we're talking about Thin Mints Almonds, and this snackologist, Derek J. Montia Esquire, is giving the Thin, Almond, Thin Mints Almonds by Girl Scouts a 6.5. You know, it's interesting because um, we talk about um, about Craig and what he needs. And I feel like in the in the past, you know, Craig has kind of commented to us on, on previous minty snacks that we've had that uh, that it, it sounds like or maybe even tastes like it would be like toothpaste. Um, and in this particular, I think I want to say it was Craig and I want to say it was in regards to the like white mint ding dongs that I had gotten around Christmas time. One of these random snacks that we never ate on the show, but but I bought and ate anyway. Um, beside the point, I think, you know, even though he's not an institute certified psych- snackologist, he absolutely you know knows a thing or two about snacks. Um, you know, it is it is it is his profession. Of course, he is. He's a professional. Yeah, and um, in this case, like. We've we've got like a really high quality almond and chocolate snack that is like dangerously diving into the realm of toothpaste, you know, to the to the point where it's like not quite living up to the the greatness that it has branded itself with. And um, and finally, uh, and I know I'm letting Craig down, but I also have to give it a six point five. Oh, what, what I happen- know. What happens when we do this? And it, well, yeah, does it. I mean, I think like some confetti goes off. Do we sound the alarm? I think, yeah. All right, let's sound um, the alarm. Is it? Ah, yeah, there it goes. There's the alarm. Ah, ah, no, no, it's. Ah, <laughs> it's good. Ah, it's good. Ah, it's good. Ah, it's good. Ah, it's good. It's good. It's well, we did it. We, oh, we, yeah, I mean, it's hard, right? You like, you want, you, you really never like landing on someone else's rating like this, right? Like this is never a pleasant feeling. I feel like well, you're crowding I, you know, me, the, you're boxing I, me uh, in. I feel like the, you're copycatting off me a little bit, right? But I understand because sometimes the rating is what the fucking rating is, folks. That's it. Yeah. Like we just got done saying, we, we don't just make up some number in our head and then decide to plop it down just to make Craig drink. We do this because the number is 
a significant rating that truly reflects this particular snack. Thin Mints Almonds gets a 6.5 across the board. It's just, and it's not, it's not just the rating thing, but it's just kind of, it's just a little bit of disappointment. It's just, I, 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 I had higher hopes myself. I, I wanted this snack to be so good. Yeah. We're kind of, we're going into full steam on the Girl Scout cookie season. And so far they're kind of like, oh, for two between the lemon ups and this. I know you like the lemon ups. Um, and, uh, and now, you know, let me, let me tell you something else. Um, when this podcast drops, they're going to be all over us because the the marketing machine just locally for Girl Scout cookies. You think you think Mondelez is coming up to me at the store, tapping me on the shoulder, and saying, "Hey, man, those Oreos are good." Mm-hmm. No, this is going to be they're going to be on us, man. Like Girl Scout cookies, their their machine uh, is is a force to be reckoned with, and I like I hope that we can stay out of trouble with this one. Hey, Tim. Yeah. I'm sitting in a room with like 60 boxes of Girl Scout cookies right now. Well, I know, but how many of them do you think have like cameras? Like how many of those cookies? Yeah, like uh, yeah, I mean you've seen you've seen Despicable Me. I'm pretty sure a lot of these boxes at least have listening devices. In yeah, them too. I mean we're we're talking cookie robots that can just cut holes in walls and stuff like that. Well, now I'm not going to be able to and, sleep tonight, so and, I'll stop. And, and fart guns. Stop it! I will shoot Tim, farts Tim, at you, Tim. Wait, yeah. I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Oh, and fuck Nazis that don't like lemon ups. What's that, dude? This is okay. I'm not calling you a Nazi. I'm just saying, fuck Nazis, but also fuck us, especially fuck the ones that don't like lemon ups. You know, like the sad thing is, it's so easy to picture like a Nazi, like like back during World War II, just like sitting and enjoying like a like a lemon cookie. But this is a a thought exercise that we should not be had like the, the, the fuck Nazis for real. Okay. Okay.